Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Thursday night broadcast at our new 9 o'clock time. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, we'll be joined actually a little bit later by Chris Herzog. Um, and that's pretty much it for the news today, isn't it? Yep. All right, so... Father, Lord, tonight we dedicate these next, this next hour, this next two hours to you, Father. Whatever's in your will, whatever you have planned for the night, Lord, we completely and totally surrender everything to you. Jesus, we ask that you would be glorified tonight, that your name would be exalted and lifted up, that your name would be magnified. Jesus, we lay our lives down before you, asking that your will would be done. Father, that you would transform us into your image, Lord, that you would renew our minds according to your word. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take this word, the word of God, and make it alive in our hearts. Father, we desire to be in your presence, Lord. We desire to know your presence. We desire to know you intimately and completely, Jesus. We desire to be one with you, as you say that you are with the Father. Lord, so we ask that you would draw every one of us to closer to you, Father. You know where every single one of us is at in our walks with you. Father, so we ask that you would begin to speak to us, Lord. And we know that you already are speaking to us, Lord. We remove any blinders from our eyes, any blinders from our ears, Father. Unstop our ears so we can hear your voice. Open our eyes so we can see your hand moving in our lives. Quicken our spirits. Open our hearts so we can feel the leading of your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask that you would make us intercessors, Lord, for the nations, Father, for the people in this world, Lord. Father, make us men and women of character and integrity, Lord, not backing down to anything, Jesus, but standing, being rooted and grounded, established in your word and in your truth, Jesus. Give us boldness to speak the word in truth and in love. Your word declares that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, Jesus, we, as Peter did, Father, we desire to walk to you, Lord, not paying attention to our circumstances, Lord. Your word declares that though we pass through the fire, we won't be burned or consumed, and though we pass through the waters, they will not overtake us, Lord. So we set our minds and our hearts, Lord. We set everything upon walking towards you, Setting our eyes completely on you, Jesus. Once again, our call in number 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio. Majesty 
kingdom of God is here. So, welcome back to the broadcast. Um, we're still actually at the... Um, forgive us, we're actually still getting used to the 9 o'clock broadcast hour, um, which we just changed um, two days ago because we noticed there was way too many people on Block Talk Radio who were doing 10 o'clock broadcasts, and we would hate that people would have to pick and choose whom they wanted to listen to. Um, and so we moved to 10, and we just figured, well, let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Um, because once again, you know, this whole um ministry thing um you know it's interesting we call it a ministry thing um everybody claiming or announcing they have their own ministry which i mean in a sense we we all do um bible says we're ministers of reconciliation um god reconciling the world to christ jesus through us um using us as vessels for the word of God into the world. Um, you know, there's too much competing, I think, in the body of Christ to begin with. Um, and we, me and Chris both, um, when we started doing this um, radio show going on seven months ago, um, we did it with just the intention to, um, that there could be someone out there who needed someone who needed the Lord or someone who needed to get healed and um, or needed prayer for anything. And so we decided to make ourselves available. And, you know, that's pretty much the basic of it. We don't really care about anything else. Um, so whether we do the broadcast at um, 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock or 1 in the morning, it really doesn't matter because we just trust the Holy Spirit um, that whoever – he leads into the broadcast will be there. And um, so that being said, um, you know, I spent the whole week um, trying to find a song for the broadcast tonight um, from a church group I went, um, from my old church, um, a long, long, very long time ago. And I remember um, there was this, the pastor's daughter um, was the one of the worship leaders for the youth group. And, um, she used to sing this song that was called um, By the Blood of the Lamb. And it, and I loved this song, but even though it was like really simple, it only had like one or two choruses or one or two lines, and which is pretty much the chorus. And it was just, by the blood of the Lamb, in this presence I will stand. By the blood I know I'm free. In this presence I am I am seen a righteous man. So by the blood I stand. You know, in the end, um, all of this is about Jesus. Every bit of it. Um, without him, there's nothing. Um, but with him, there's everything. Um, I couldn't emphasize enough the importance of the blood of Christ. Um, I couldn't emphasize enough the importance of a relationship with Christ Jesus or um, the reality of who he is. More now, him being exalted, seated at the right hand of the Father, where it says he lives to make intercession for us. You know, I think um, we at times 
say some things really quickly and really easily um, and never really stop to think about them. Um, the very thought that we are redeemed before the foundation of the earth, that we have been declared righteous before the Father, that we are considered the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, something like that, um, to understand our position before coming to the Lord and what it would have been like to stand before the living God um, and now knowing that we're going to still stand before him but we're going to be considered and are considered holy and righteous before him and you know it's not one of those things is once we get up there we're going to be considered holy and righteous it's that as it is right now we're considered holy and righteous before him having been adopted into the family of God um, the Bible says in Ephesians that we're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. <clears throat> Having been adopted as sons by Christ Jesus to himself, the Father planning and making a way when there was no other way, when no man could do the trick, when we couldn't save ourselves. He sent his own son to die for us, that we could have life, eternal life at that, <clears throat> and that all it would take, the simplicity of it, that the only thing it would take was just to accept and believe that he loved us enough to do something for us we couldn't do for ourselves, a free gift, um, especially in a world when almost nothing seems to be free. But yeah, with God, everything is. Um, the Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Once again, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. So let's see. Uh, probably need to read something tonight, so let me just start here. This is Romans chapter 3, verse 9. It says, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become, become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they practice deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. In the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all of the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a substitution by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? Is it excluded by what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Huh. Father God. You know, I think um, we try too hard at times. To fulfill our own righteousness um, And you know it really um, it's, Actually I'll start this way Me and Chris were recently um, Trying to come up with different ideas for the show And one of the things we were Or the concept we were talking about earlier today Is that um, people have always um, Mentioned or asked about what we believe um, As far as Prayer International Um since it's really just me and Chris, and um, well, me and Chris and our and our 
respective wives. Because, um, um, so, because we're pretty much one. But we we were talking about how we should just like set aside and start talking about the different um, areas of doctrine and um, beliefs and go through them so everybody knows exactly what it is we believe. Um, so in the next couple of days, we um, the next day, maybe even tomorrow, you never know what the Holy Spirit will do. We're actually going to sit down and go through all this. Um, so, because we really want y'all to know what our heart is, um, to know what we really believe. Um, because you know, there's too many people out there who take the Word of God um, deceitfully, or for whatever reason, teaching things that um, may or may not be true. Um, you know, Paul said um, some preach Christ out of pretense. Um, and others out of truth And he said um, And I'm paraphrasing He said either way Christ is preached And I will rejoice And you know there's always going to be people out there Who preach Christ Jesus um, For their own gain For whatever gain that could be um, But um, You know me and Chris um, we, we don't want to gain Anything out of it um, But it's a reality of um Christ Jesus in our hearts and our lives, um, the salvation that we have, the hope that we have, because um, you know without hope there's pretty much nothing left, and the only hope we have is in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, being found in Him as righteous, being established because of Him, um, having a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ or by Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, we need to actually have a lesson or a message called Real Christianity, or just call it the truth of the gospel, which is how simple it really all is and how simple it's really supposed to be, is faith in Jesus and what that entails. Um you know, I heard someone say once, and I, I may have mentioned this before in one of the shows, but, you know, in the long run, outside of having faith and accepting the Lord Jesus Christ and believing what the Word of God declares about Him, what the Word of God declares about salvation, about about His blood, you know, I'll start right here, and um, before we, me and Chris even get to that whole doctrine breakdown, but, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. And I'll leave it at that. Um, you know, people disagree with that, or and they make all sorts of accusations, um, trying to skirt the way around the Word of God. Um, and people are constantly, um, especially in the days we live in, people are constantly trying to take the Word of God and twist it and shape it around their own belief system so that there's no way anybody gets offended by the gospel. But and the truth of the matter is if people aren't offended by the gospel, then it's probably the wrong gospel. Um, because Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And the world, he said, if the world hates it hates you, you know, know that it hated me before it hates you. Um, and it said, if... He said, if you were of the world, the world would love you. Um, but he said, I've chosen you out of the world. And, you know, there's a, the, there is a big difference. And the minute we start taking the word of God 
and we start shaping it to fit our own belief system so that we can fit it in a little box and um, so we feel more comfortable with it, well, then we've actually taken it and made it into a different gospel, which isn't the truth of Jesus Christ. Um, the Bible and the Word of God is, is what it is. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, then you know what? That's fine. God um, is no respecter of persons, and God gives everybody a right to choose and free will and all that other stuff. And, you know, it's like Elijah said on the mountain, um, choose this day who you will serve. If you want to serve the false gods, if you want to serve Baal or whoever else it would be, or whatever you want to make up, then, you know, fine, so be it. Serve whoever. But Elijah said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, you know, so I, I personally believe, if you're going to believe the word of God, you need to believe it. If you're going to claim that you believe something, you need to live it. And you need to walk it out. And it shouldn't be that you take the word of God and change it to try to fit your own doctrine. Because, you know, it should be the other way around. The, the word of God should be transforming our lives. The Bible says we're new creations in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have come, become new. Well, either they have or they haven't. Either we're, we're holding on to an old life that we shouldn't have anymore anyway, or we're walking in the newness of life through Christ Jesus. Either we're still trying to fulfill the law because we think that we can um, portray ourselves as being righteous, or we're trusting in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and walking in the law of the of the life of the spirit of in Christ Jesus. And you know, it's one or the other and you can't have it both ways. Because when you do, then um it's not real. I mean, the Bible says you can't serve two masters because you'll love one and hate the other. Or you'll dis or you'll be you'll despise one and be loyal to the other. So, um, you know, we can go through topics like abortion and homosexuality and, you know, sin and, you know, there's so many different areas that people have divisions over nowadays. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into it a lot, but, I mean, I'll just preface it all with this. It's like, you know what, read the Bible, and if the Bible says it, then believe it because it's the Word of God and it's unchangeable. Um the Bible says in the beginning and the word was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Um, and, you know, but Jesus also said, you search the scriptures from them and you think you have life, but you are not willing to come to me. You know, it's one of the biggest problems with the Pharisees is they had the, the law and the prophets. They had the scriptures. They had the oracles and the, the word of God from the beginning. And yet, they chose to worship the physical word and to walk in the physical realm of their understanding and then not trusting and not desiring the relationship that only comes in the spirit. You know, um, Jesus said, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father and Spirit in truth. Um, and that was the biggest problem with the Pharisees is they were they were worshiping what they didn't know. They spent their whole life dedicated to a purpose, thinking they were serving God, when in reality they were just serving themselves, and they were pleasing themselves. Lovers of the world more than they were lovers of God. And you know, if you love God, 
Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Well, does that mean there's a sacrifice involved? It definitely does. Because if you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to serve the Lord. And that means you turn your life over to him. The Bible says present yourselves as living sacrifices, which is your reasonable service. It says we're temples of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place of God and the Spirit. But how many people out there who claim to believe that word actually treat their bodies as temple of the Holy Spirit? And how many people actually take the word of God and believe it? And then, you know, James the whole book of James is about being a doer of the word and not a hear, not just a hearer only. Well, if you're a doer of the word, then you're going to start walking in faith. You're going to start doing everything that Jesus said to do, everything the scripture says. You're going to lay hands on the sick. And then you'll turn around and see him recover, not because you have some amazing gift or some amazing anointing, but because just simply you were obedient. You know, the simplicity of the gospel is the obedience to walk in faith and the obedience to accept that Christ Jesus did something on your behalf, which is something that, which is why it says that um, it became a stumbling block because people couldn't possibly conceive how they, how they could be considered righteous without having to do something on their own. They couldn't physically comprehend it with their physical senses because they were unwilling to look into the spirit and understand that the things of the spirit are more real than the physical things that we see because the physical things were made by the things that aren't seen. And, you know, when Jesus said that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, you know, he was sort of saying is that it doesn't really matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what your physical senses um, can tell you. Because you need to look beyond that. You need to look higher than that. You need to walk in the Spirit. I mean, that's what the Bible says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But, you know, Paul also said, I prayed, I, I, he said, pray without ceasing. You know, walking, <coughs> excuse me, walking in the Spirit isn't something that you just do on a Sunday morning. It's something that becomes a, a actual attribute of your life. It becomes part of who you are as someone who walks in the spirit. It's, I mean, I, I could say it's a lifestyle, but it's not just a lifestyle. It's part of your very nature. It's part of your very character. You know, um, how do I how do I put it best? You know, some people like the color blue, and some people like the color red. Some people like classical music. Some people like whatever. Um, and those are preferences. Um, but then. A character trait is someone who is just a giver. Um, or, you know, if you know someone who's really bitter, um, it become, they're bitter so long that it just becomes a part of who they are. It becomes part of their identity. Is they're just a bitter person. But, you know, walking in the Spirit should become an actual attribute that we could be identified not just by our preferences and the things we like, but by who we are. And who we are should be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitted to him in everything. Um, listening and having an actual ongoing nonstop relationship with the Father that's based on being submitted to him, that's based on worshiping him, that's based on knowing your identity in Christ and living your life in such a way 
that reflects that which you say you believe in. Anyway, our call-in number, uh, 619-638-8458. We need to take a quick break real fast, and we'll be right back. Jesus, I 
the voice, the voice of the one I love, he's calling my name, can you hear him calling you? He's saying, come up higher, hear the angels sing, yeah. Come up higher, my beloved, come up higher. This world behind, you'll find it to be beautiful.
You prepared tables before me in the presence of my enemies, Lord. You anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. The oil of gladness. The oil of joy. And now my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. It's surely goodness and mercy. It's gonna follow me all the days of my life. It's gonna follow me. Give the Lord praise tonight.
by the precious blood of Jesus. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The precious blood of Jesus. Is that blood still speaking today? Yes. See, since the beginning of time, well, we know time, since the beginning of man, let's talk about Cain and Abel. It says that when the one brother sacrificed the other, his blood was speaking. The word even says his blood was crying out. Now imagine that. So if the blood two men can speak, the blood of one man being sacrificed can speak, how much more the blood of Christ can it speak? And is it speaking for you, for your salvation, for your healing, for your atonement? You say, what's atonement? At one minute. Becoming one with God, bridging the gap between a separation, a division, a, a disunity between man and God. And the atonement is an at one minute. It's bringing God and man together. See, it was God reaching down to man. That's Christianity. See, religion is man trying to reach out to God and figure out who God is and paint this picture and this image of God. And a lot of times, religion puts God in man's image. See, and that's the problem with the religion is we, even in our Christian circles, try to make God in our image. We try to compare God to fire, compare God to wind, compare God to all these human standards. But you know, God says, I'm the standard. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are so far high above your ways. Who can be compared to me, the Lord says? Who is like me? He says that in his word. There's nobody like our God. There's nobody like our God. We cannot reduce him to our human thinking, to our human standards. See, that's it. Paul said it like this. Paul said it like this, a ruffle. heard a ruffle. Paul said it like this. The mind is unfruitful of the things of the Spirit. Who can fathom it? Who can figure it out? Let me put it this way. You're not God. He is. I'm not God. God is God. See, he's the creator. He's the one that created us for his good pleasure. We don't create God for our good pleasure. Unfortunately, man creates many religions for his good pleasure, which is sad. And against God, God calls it idolatry. Basically, it's spiritual prostitution. Let me just put it that way. Yes, I said that. You can quote me on that. Idolatry, putting things before God, is nothing more in the mind of God. Why would God compare that? Look at the book of Hosea. Why would God say, look, my people, 
have divorced me and they played the harlot. Why would God say that? Concerning Israel. Because it's the same thing in his mind when we put something before God, when we put God on the shelf, when we put God back behind things. God is a jealous God. We forget that about God. We we want to focus on the love part. But remember, with love comes jealousy. Remember, every rose has its thorn. And when you grasp a rose, if you're not careful, it'll draw blood. You'll see that's that's love. See, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. There was Jesus. They drew blood by love. See, God was so jealous for his people. He wanted a family, so he sowed his son so that he could have many sons and daughters. Sometimes love, love is a painful, love hurts, love is a painful thing. Just ask Jesus. Ask anyone that's married. So anyways, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're talking about the love of God, talking about the blood speaking on our behalf. It's a new and better covenant, see? We don't have the covenant of bulls and goats speaking for, you know, the sacrifice. God says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Love. That's why the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love. Love your neighbor as yourself. How are you going to do that? God confidence. Having an understanding that your Father loves you. Your Heavenly Father loves you. To your... The way you see yourself has a major outcome, plays a major part in the way you fulfill your assignments in God, the way you interact with people. See, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you better have love for yourself. Well, how are you going to get love? The Holy Spirit sheds the love abroad in your heart. You can't even have faith. You know why? Because faith works by love. Did you know that? How can you have trust for somebody if you don't first have love for them, if you don't first have an understanding of them on a level where trust comes into the picture? We talked about that last night, so, you know, trust, getting out of the boat. Peter had to trust God. Some of you are wavering between two opinions. Some of you are wavering between the assignments of God and, and your own plans and your own heart. And you need to get out of your boat. You need to get off the fence. You need to quit 
being a double-minded man or woman and being unstable in those things. And if the Lord is speaking to you, asking you, calling you, drawing you to make a decision, whether it's concerning your salvation or maybe it's concerning your family and your your acquaintances, your friendships, maybe it's concerning your job or career, maybe it's concerning your ministry or your church membership, or maybe you don't even go to a church and the Lord's been telling you to get to one. Or maybe you're in one and the Lord's telling you to leave. Maybe God's telling you to start your own church or help somebody build in the community. Whatever it is, begin to inquire of the Lord, begin to seek the Lord, begin to ask the Lord for direction.
Uh, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio, my name is Chris Hoiglog. Call in number 619-638-8458. Talking about, you know, the way you see yourself. Self-acceptance, self-confidence, self... Uh, what's the word? Portrait. How do you see yourself? You know... Over the years, I've come to the fact that a lot of people don't like themselves. And this is a huge problem, bigger than we really think initially. You know, the deal is, is if we don't get along with ourselves, we're not going to get along with other people. Ephesians 3.17 says, Make Christ, this is amplified, Make Christ through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, Abide, make permanent his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. Ephesians three seventeen. So if you don't get along with yourself, you're not going to get along with others. When you reject yourself, when we reject ourselves, it may seem to us that others reject us as well. Relationships, think about it, they're a large part of our lives. How we feel about ourselves is a major determining factor in, in our success in life and in our relationships, our friendships, whether they be in the workplace, in the home, in the in the church, wherever they're at. And you know, when you're around people that are insecure, sometimes it tends to make you know other people feel insecure about those insecure people. You ever been around somebody that was insecure and made you feel insecure about them? Listen, it's not God's will for his children to feel insecure. Insecurity is the devil's work. It's fear based. It's fear oriented. But how you see yourself, your self image, your self portrait is a big part of healthy living. See, our self-image is the inner picture that we carry of ourselves. We can suffer from fear, insecurity, different misconceptions about ourselves and others. That's why we need to view ourselves healthy in, in line with the scripture and see what God is really saying about us. You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You've got to see yourself the way God sees you. You've got to have an understanding of what God is declaring over your life. What God is saying about you. What God has already said about you. People who are insecure about themselves, they suffer their mind, their emotions, spiritual and social life. Come on. I've suffered in this area myself, so I understand what it's like. You ever been with, around people thinking they didn't like you? But see, if you study the Word of God and you begin to get His unconditional love, His His thoughts, His words, His acceptance about your life, it's going to bring healing into your life. It brought healing into my life. When I realized God loved me, when I realized He accepted me, when I realized I didn't have to live up to these 
standards that people were putting on me. And only his standard, which was his blood and his unconditional love, to set me free. And it can do the same for you. It can bring healing in your life. Listen to this. Luke 19, verse 8 and 10. So then Zacharias stood up and solemnly declared to the Lord, See, Lord, the half of my goods I now give by way of restoration to the poor. If I have cheated anyone out of anything, I now restore four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today is Messianic and spiritual salvation come to all members of this household. Since Zacchaeus is a real spiritual son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. And this is amplified. Okay, verse 10 says, That which. The Son of Man came to see, can save that which is lost. Not those who. See, salvation doesn't end just with a handful. Salvation continues to multiply throughout the earth. And there's certain things that have been lost. And it's not just about people coming back to the Lord, but it's about restoring what was lost in the Garden of Eden. It was gained in the Garden of Gethsemane by the blood of Jesus. And that's how you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You have to have a testimony. You have to understand God approves of you. Each of us have a destiny to fulfill. And we need to be free on the inside enough to fulfill it. As long as you're insecure, have a poor self-image, you're never going to fulfill the will of God. But if you want to be prosperous and have good success, you've got to meditate on the words of God over you. See, the devil tries to ruin our lives. Jesus declared he'd save us not only from our sins, but from everything the enemy has done. He said nothing by any means will hurt you. God approves of you. Jeremiah 1.5, before he formed you in the, the womb, he knew and approved of you as his chosen instrument. Think about that. Read the Amplified on that. Jeremiah 1.5. God never intended for us to feel bad about ourselves. He wants us to know ourselves and accept ourselves. Nobody knows you like God does. And even though he knows everything about us, he knows us, all of our faults, he still approves of us, he still accepts us, he still loves us. Now, he doesn't approve of our wrong behavior, he doesn't approve of our wrongdoing, but he's committed to us. God's committed to us as individuals. So you need to listen, learn the difference between who and do. See, God loves you. He just doesn't like what you do. See, God can hate what you do but still love you. He has no trouble keeping the two separated. That's hard for our finite minds to understand sometimes. See, God is a God of hearts. He sees our hearts. Not just the exterior shell, 
He doesn't just see the flesh that we live in. He keeps the two separated. And he can teach us to do the same. See, we need to learn to face our weaknesses and, and not hate ourselves because of them. We need to experience healing and freedom that can release us and, and cause us to succeed at being ourselves, you know? See, David, you know why he was a success? Because he knew God loved him. And he was able to be free with the sling and the stone. It didn't matter about Saul's armor. It didn't work for him. He had his way, the way God taught him. And we all have our ways the way God teaches us. So, you know, we have to do things the way the Lord teaches us. But it first comes to understanding who we are in Christ, what he thinks of us, realizing God accepts us for who we are. Allowing God's image, God's words, what God is declaring over us to have the final say in our lives. See, Proverbs 23.7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you meditate on, whatever you're thinking about, that's how, what you're going to become. I mean, do you like yourself? Because if you don't, you're going to have issues emotionally, mentally, spiritually, socially. Major breakdown. Some people don't even have a clue that that's the root problem. That's one of the root problems why they have many other problems in their lives is because they have a poor self-image of themselves. People were told to seek peace in relationships. First Peter 3.11 tells us don't merely desire peaceful relationships with God but with your fellow men and with yourself pursue and go after them. Seek peace with yourself, with God, with your fellow man. Pursue it. Go after it. Make it a priority. God's word instructs us to have good relationships, but it also tells us how to develop and maintain those relationships. You've got to have peace with God. You've got to believe He loves you. He doesn't wait till we're perfected, we're perfect, we're sinless until He decides to love us. No, He loves us unconditionally and completely all the time. That's why I sent Jesus. You've got to receive his love. You have to receive it. Receiving it's the big issue. So when you receive something from God, you're actually taking into yourself. You take it into yourself. Whatever God's offering, whatever God's reaching out, you pull it. It becomes a part of you. You receive it. And as you receive his love, when you have his love, when you're filled with God's love, then you've got his love inside of you. 
And that's when you can start loving other people. That's when you can start giving that love back to God. That's when you can start loving yourself. Really, it's about loving yourself and loving God. And then you can bestow that love to other people. It's an overflow. It's an overflow thing. You can't give away what you don't have. Romans 5, 5 says, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. But you can't give away what you don't have. You're the one person you're never going to get away from. You and God. You and the Holy Ghost. Good to have peace with yourself because you're never going to get away from yourself. You don't even have a minute away from yourself. So you better be at peace with yourself. If you don't have a minute away from God, you better be at peace with God. But you can't give what you don't have. Look, you've got to have love. Freely you receive, Jesus said in Matthew 10, 8, I think, 10, 8. Freely you receive, freely you give. But how can you give if you don't receive? So the Bible teaches us that God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been given to us. That means when the Lord in the form of the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your hearts by faith, when you ask Jesus into your heart, you're really asking the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, to come into your heart by faith. He brings the love of God with him. Because God is love. He imparts love. He empowers you with love. I mean, what kind of relationship do you have with God and with yourself and with your fellow man? I mean, did you ever realize that you have a relationship with yourself? You spend more time with yourself than anybody else. So it's very important you get along with yourself. Because you're never going to get away from yourself. But you do it with yourself day and night. Never one minute away. Not even a second. So you have peace with yourself. See, look, you got to have God's love in your heart. you got to have God's peace. It's the joy of the Lord that will be your strength. And if you've got issues in relationships and you really don't know why, you need to get God's help. You need to have people show you. You need to have God show you. Praise God. Hey, we're going to break. We're going to break for a song. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herbert.
Alright, praise God. We're back. Prayer International Radio. Just talking about self-image, you know, talking about the way it affects our destiny and our assignments in God. You know, how you see yourself. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. You know, how you see yourself. You can only love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't have God's love in you, um, what are you going to give away? So that's what we're talking about. You need to get God's answers hooked up with your particular problem. See, you may have heard with your ears that God loves you, but do you really believe it for yourself? Do you believe it in general or do you believe it personally? Can you make the connection between the two? See, we can see answers in God's word, but we might not know what our problem is. God wants to reveal to us the nature of our true problem. He wants to show us what's really going on. And he wants to show us that those answers are in the word. Worship in spirit and in truth. See, in the heart and truth. Nothing hidden that will be revealed. That won't be revealed. Everything that's hidden will be revealed. If you want freedom in your life, you've got to see things the way God sees them. See, why do we have bad fruit in our lives? Because we have bad roots. We're not rooted and grounded in the Word of God and the love of God. Galatians 5.14, for the whole lot concerning human relationships is complied. The one precept, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. See, you can have confidence if you have God's love. See, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Come on. Let the love of God destroy all the fears in your life. Perfect love casts out all fear. If you know God loves you perfectly, if you know God loves people perfectly, even when we're not, his love is perfect. He's the only one who can love you perfectly. And he's loving you. And you can love others. Love your neighbors as yourself. Don't live in rejection. Live in acceptance. God accepts you. He loves you. And he really does have a plan for your life. See, insecurity and that unworthiness feeling put blockers up and we can't receive that well. See? Our problem usually is a lack of love. We don't get God's love in our lives. We don't get proper love in our lives. Therefore, we don't learn to love ourselves or even like ourselves. I mean, how are you going to love yourself if you don't even like yourself? We start thinking nobody else loves us. We don't see any love in our world. And when others don't love us, we think we're not worth being loved. So God says, Ephesians 3, 17 and 18, Let's do this. May Christ your faith 
through your faith, may Christ actually dwell and settle down and abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love, founded securely on love, that you may have the power to be strong, and to apprehend and grasp with all these things, God's devoted people that experience that love, what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of God. That's what we need We should love ourselves It's not a selfish, self-centered thing But this produces freedom And we don't want self-indulgence And we don't want imbalance We want godly ways We want a balanced life We want healthy love for ourselves And for God and for our fellow man Think about that Hey, we're we're coming close to being out of time here. So we're going to shift into another song. We're going to get into this self-portrait thing, whatever you want to call it, um, throughout the week. We're going to meditate on the love of God. So we're going to have a healthy walk with God, a healthy walk with people, a peace with ourselves. See, faith works by love. You've got to have a love for God. You've got to have a love for yourself to be able to have a trust relationship. Well, praise God. I don't know what's going on, but uh, anyways, Prayer International Radio, call-in number is 619-638-8458. Let me go ahead and pray for you. We're trying to run a praise song for a little bit, and then we're going to wrap up in prayer, but it looks like it's not going to happen. So, 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray, Father God, that you would begin to cause people to see themselves the way that you see them. Father, give everyone a love for you. Let them receive your love and have a love for themselves, a love for their neighbors. Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come tonight. Here on earth, as it is in heaven, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Thank you, Father. 